0: to the guest editor Q&A hosted by the Academy of American Poets. I'm Mary Sutton, Senior Content Editor at the Academy, and I'm here today with the guest editor for October, Vanessa Angelica Villarreal. Vanessa is the author of Beast Meridian. Vanessa, welcome and thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's such a delight to see you. (laughs)
0: Likewise, likewise. Uh, Let's jump right in. How did you approach curating Poema Day for the month of October?
1: Um, That's actually a great question. I was so excited to receive the um, month of October as my curation month. Um, October, you know, it's the season of harvest, but it's also the season um, of transition and death and (laughs) all these kind of goth themes. And um, I've been writing, uh, you know, a lot about Um, ancestry and uh, archives. So I've been really obsessed with um, Jacques Derrida's concept of hauntology for a few years now, um, which, you know, is defined as this nostalgia for lost futures. But um, it's it's so much deeper than that. I, I feel like that definition doesn't really get to the meat of what it's really about, which is grief. And grief as um a sort of mourning of or as a relationship to history um ontology is you know um this sort of archival anxiety for what we're forgetting um what uh has been forgotten or is being forgotten or being forgotten ourselves um in the aftermath of violence um and specifically as this longing for what could have been um You know, it's from this project called the Specters of of Marx. Um, But really, what hauntology is is like this feeling that we're being haunted by the past, that the past is ever present, and sort of affecting our everyday um, as this like very real presence that has real implications. Um, And I thought just that was such a wonderful invitation to think about what haunts us still. Uh, You know, I think we're in a in a space um uh, you know in in this particular moment this particular political moment you know post covid um our political landscape where the past um uh, is asking for a sort of daily reckoning from us and i thought who better than poets really to confront these sort of reckonings um so that's where i kind of came came uh came from with my approach
0: direct our readers to one poem in our collection at poets.org that you haven't curated what would it be and why
1: um so i you know when you asked me this earlier i gave you like eight poems (laughs) but i think the one that that stays with me still is a small needful fact by ross gay um i've been teaching that poem i think since the year it came out and what I love about it, um, because so many of my students and so many of, of the people I workshop and workshop and have workshopped with, um, really want to figure out how to write about um, violence, state violence, anti-black violence, police violence, migrant violence, um, and you know how not to aestheticize violence. And what I I think Roskay does so beautifully. Um, and I've also been thinking about, uh, this concept of sympoesis, which is this, um, de of the human and sort of collaborating with or worlding with nature, um, as like this, like sort of way of reframing art, uh, to get kind of get out of the Anthropocene, right. Um, and so, rather than, than focusing on, on just solely human interactions, we are expanding our worldview into a uh, deeper time, right? Like uh, our relationship to animals, our relationship to time, our relationship to the consequences of our actions and the interconnectedness of the earth. And this poem performs that so beautifully um, rather than focusing on the violence that, um, contributed to Eric Garner's death, rather than looking at the violence and the death. He focuses on the life process of trees um, and their symbiotic relationship to us as they process our exhalations and create oxygen in order for us to breathe and how that, that symbiotic relationship actually amplifies the injustice of Eric Garner's death. By focusing on his time as a Parks and Rec employee, like it's just such a wonderful, um, it's just doing so many things at once. It's decentering the human, uh, and 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 taking this broader view. It's it's uh, reframing Black life as part of all life, as vital to all life. Um, this idea of his, like the detail of his very large hands planting gently into the earth like you know just really uh makes his body so vulnerable in the text it's just a beautiful poem line by line and I love how it's just one continuous sentence so you have to take several breaths to read it and I mean it's just it's just so brilliant (laughs) through and through I I could teach it for hours as you can tell I've taught it a bunch (laughs) um so uh if, the, if that's like the poem I have to, I have to point to, that would be it. Yeah.
0: And just for the edification of our audience, Ross Gay served as the guest editor of Poem A Day in October of 2018. Who are you reading right now? Who am I not reading right now?
1: <laughs> um, I So I'm in the midst of of writing my own essay collection. So I, I think I would have to say I'm, um reading a lot of nonfiction right now. And specifically, I've been reading poets writing nonfiction who are just doing such incredible work. I think as poets, we sort of hybridize the world around us in in this um, very particular way to where like the cultural criticism and like braiding of memoir um, through this like sort of like lyric experimental mode is so present and so vibrant in um, a lot of the memoirs and nonfiction that I've been reading um, within the last couple of years, like Camon Felix's Dyscalculia is a really beautiful just like lyric meditation on um, neurodivergence, mental illness, relationships, um, Black womanhood, it, just a really incredible piece of art. Uh, Hanif Abduraki, I mean, just the most powerful intellect really like in the last few decades, um, in my opinion. Um, Raquel Gutierrez, um, Brown Neon, just really sharp art criticism, uh, cultural criticism. Um, Kathy Park Hong, obviously minor feelings. uh, (laughs) And I put in two non-poets who I consider honorary poets, uh, Carmen Maria Machado and uh, Ingrid uh, Rojas-Contreras, whose um, books in the dream house and the man who could move clouds are, in my opinion, uh, a sort of lyric nonfiction experimental, uh, verse, <laughs> in my opinion. I consider them poets, even if they might not identify as such.
0: What are you working on now in your writing, teaching, and publishing life?
1: Um, I've been focusing on writing my essay collection, Magical Realism, um, which is forthcoming in 2024 from Tiny Reparations Books. Um, It's a speculative critical memoir project that um, is looking at video games and fantasy and music um, as a way to sort of re-theorize, you know, Latina subjectivity and the Latina experience. I've also been working on my second poetry manuscript uh, for a very long time now, um, called Extinct and Endangered Flori of the Americas. Um, and that is taking a look at like uh, colonial botany um, and uh, colonial medicine archives, um, to sort of look at a history of uh, violence on women of color and connect it to our sort of emergent uh, political crises today Um, And I just had the honor of teaching for um, Tin House's summer workshop, um, and I'm teaching for the Ashland MFA, uh, low residence um, MFA. Um, And yeah, hopefully I will defend my dissertation this year and, uh, you know, we'll see what, what happens after that.
0: I would wish you luck, but I don't think you need it. (laughs) There are so many wonderful things going on, and I'm really looking forward uh, to our audience seeing this curation from you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and for your contributions this October.
1: Thank you so much, Mary. This has been such a huge honor.